Guys, I love that song. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my life. Speak what's true. I hope that's why you guys are here today. Learn about who Jesus is. Learn about truth. To open up your lives and your hearts to Jesus. And allow him to change you from the inside out. I want you guys to go ahead and start making your way to James chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 14. While y'all are looking in your Bibles, have you guys ever known anybody or had that friend that really frustrated you because anything you did or anything around, anyone around them could not do anything nearly as good as they could, right? And I don't mean literally they did everything better. I mean they spoke like they could do everything better. I remember a guy in college, a man, he and I had to part ways very quickly. I, I can I can be a, a very arrogant person when I put my mind to it. Um, anyone out there like that? No one, no one brave enough to admit it. I like it. Um, he would literally like he he used to um, he was one of the guys who um, would play guitar with me and and he he enjoyed leading worship as well. And he would tell me when I first met him, he would literally say, "Man, I'm like the best guitarist there ever was." Like, forget Bon Jovi, forget Aerosmith, forget Stairway to Heaven, I can do it all. Now, could he do it all? No. <laughs> that dude knew like four chords, it was fantastic. But it's the same way when it came to leading a Bible study or, or anything. He was, I could do that so much better than you. But when it came time to actually do it, he couldn't. Because he was speaking words and his life didn't back up what he was saying. He was inauthentic. And that's one of our core values here at River Hills is we believe in authentic living. I'm going to show you what Jesus has to say about that in the scriptures. But we've, we just started a brand new sermon series uh, last week. Chip spoke on uh, truth. He spoke through the Bible. Tonight, or today, sorry. Today, I'm going to teach you guys a little bit about authentic living, what that looks like in different facets of your life, and then I'm going to give you guys some awesome apps, because that's the name of our sermon series, give you guys some awesome apps to encourage you, to help you through your walk with Jesus. That way, you can deepen your walk and become authentic in our community, in our church, in your family, and in your individual lives. Let's pray real quick before we dive into the Word. God, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for the privilege to worship you this morning. I pray that you would hide me behind the cross, that you would speak through me, and that that I am simply an arrow that is pointing to you, God. I pray that something that I say today uh, will pierce the hearts of these awesome people. God, I pray that you would show yourself this morning. In your precious son's name we pray. Amen. Man, I love that uh, second to the last song that we sang. That was probably one of my favorites. Uh, The lyrics say, uh, the resurrected king is resurrecting me. And not just resurrecting me as in, I accept him as my my Lord and Savior. I am, you know, I've been written in the Lamb's book of life. When I die, I'll see my Savior. I mean, every single day. The the lyrics say, he's resurrecting me. means every single day, I have to make that conscious choice to follow Jesus or allow my own stupidity to get the best of me. Anybody here with me? You guys get that? Every single day, y'all got to make that decision. Well, let me start in James 2. I'm going to start in verse 14. I'm going to read all the way to the end of the chapter, so you guys just bear with me. 
uh, the uh, verses will be on the screen, so follow with me. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, notice that, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Someone will say, you have faith and I have deeds. I want you guys to read this next uh, part with me. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. Let's read that one more time. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You guys catch that? Do good deeds save you? No, they do not. I love this scripture. One of my favorites. Because obviously we know that good deeds do not do not allow you to, you know, be in heaven with Jesus one day. Jesus dying on the cross is the only thing that can do that. As your awesome pastor Chip says, Jesus plus nothing equals, that's what I'm talking about, equals everything. But understanding what Jesus did for you, if you fully understand that, you can't do anything else but to shout from the rooftops, what Jesus did for you and how awesome he is. So because he saved you, because he died on the cross for you, you are going to want to do nothing other than live for him, worship him. And as the Bible says we are image bearers of God, we will become like him. We will not literally become God, but we will become perfected as a body of believers. So let's continue on with that passage. Verse 19. You believe that there is one God. That's good. Even the demons believe that, and they shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. I love that. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. In the same way was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Now you're probably asking yourself, Justin, why are you why are you harping on good deeds? Why why do you keep mentioning good deeds? Can't can't I just live my Christian life just me and Jesus hanging out, being friends, and I don't have to, you know, I don't have to change my life by just, you know, me and Jesus. Well, it doesn't really work like that. Um, when you come to Christ, obviously there is a come-as-you-are aspect. But if you truly have accepted him, if you truly understand what, it, what the gospel is and what the decision you made is, you're, you're going to change. You cannot stay as you are. You are either moving forward in your Christian relationship or you are moving backwards. 
Now, backwards does not mean you can lose your salvation. Backwards means you are not doing anything. You are trying to run away from God. And as we all know, God is amazing. He is huge. He can be everywhere at once. You're going to run 10 million miles, and you're going to turn around, and he's going to be right there. So why would you run from him? This morning, I'm going to give you guys some examples of how we can be authentic in our living. Now, it all starts from inside. We have to make it a mental thing. We have to, um, we have to work at it. And it's got to start with our individual lives. So I'm just going to ask you some questions. We're going to run through these four points, and then I want to show you guys some really cool apps that will really be able to help you in your life. So in your individual lives, what are you doing when no one else is around? Literally the definition of the word character. It is who you are when no one else is looking. What are you looking at on, on your phone when you're by yourself? What websites are you typing into your browser on your iPhone? What TV shows are you watching? What are you allowing your eyes to intake? Because you may argue all day long that it doesn't affect you. It absolutely does. The things that you watch on TV will absolutely affect your worldview. Which is why in your individual time you need to be immersing yourself in the scriptures. I talk to the teenagers, uh, the kids a lot, but God talks to us just as much as we talk to him. Are you allowing that two-way relationship to happen? I tell them all the time, you know, um, hopefully hopefully, there's no teenagers in this room that are dating. I'm just kidding. But um, if you're dating, or how many of you guys are married? Raise your hand if you're married. That's awesome. What happens when you only talk to your spouse on a Sunday morning, and that's it. I mean, just throw it out there. How long is that relationship going to last? First of all, you're going to get smacked in the head. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's not going to work out very well. So why do we do that to God? In your individual life, you need to be taking that time every single day to talk to your heavenly Father, to talk to Jesus. And that looks like doing a daily devotion. That's him telling you what he wants you to know. If you read in the scriptures and Jesus saying, this is how you can look more like me. This is how you can be more effective in your life as a Christian. When you pray to him, that's you talking back to him. It's a two-way street, guys. So we need to be careful what we're allowing into our minds. And that's not just what we look at on the internet. That's not just what we watch on the TV but that's who we allow to infiltrate our lives. That's who we allow to mess with our mind. So that and devotionals, really important when it comes to individual lives. From there, that's on track. It's going to sprout into your family. In your family, you need to be thinking about all those things, plus how's your finances? Oh, Lord. Justin's getting crazy now, thinking he can talk to me about money. I'm terrible with money, y'all. <laughs> I'll be honest with you right now. I am so bad with money. I am the impulse spender in my family. I'm literally, I go to Home Depot all the time, and Sam's with me, and I'm like, hey, what's this new tool here? I really like woodworking, so I love tools. 
I'm like, hey, uh, this is something new. And Sam's like, no! And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. She keeps me in check because I understand my weakness. How's your financial situation? Are you, are you up to your eyeballs in debt? Most of America is. Are you being smart about your budget? Because stewardship is a big, big, big part of the Bible. Does God need your money? Absolutely not. He wants your obedience. You need to be careful how you're spending money. Are you, are you being frivolous? Are you being excessive? Are you living within your means? I tell you, a lot of times I don't, so I struggle with this. Also, how are you treating your family? If you are the man of the house, how are you talking to your kids? Are you, are you beating them up on Saturday night and then Sunday morning telling them you better put a facade on, you better go to church with a smile on your face? How are you talking to your wives? How are you lifting up? If you're the man of the house, being a Christian man that you need to be, how are you doing as pastor dad? Are you, are you having family devotions? Are you having devotions with your wife? Are you praying with your family? It's important in being authentic because nothing, nothing stinks like inauthenticity when a kid can see their parent being inauthentic. I mean, kids are not dumb. Kids can look at you and they can smell it a mile away. They can see when you lie to them. They know it. They're like, like sharks to blood, you know what I'm saying? They just sense it. How are you talking to your kids? How are you talking to your family? It's important that we think about this. Then from there, it sprouts to your church. How are you acting at church? And it starts at the home. When I grew up, I grew up in a very, very fundamental church. That means it's very strict. It's not actually what fundamental means, but it was a very strict church. I was, I was at, at church on Sunday mornings with a three-piece suit on, or I was a bad dude. happened a lot where I would not be having a good morning or mom and dad would have a fight. They would tell us all in the car, you better put that smile on your face. That's not, that's not to belittle my parents. I love my parents. They're amazing, amazing individuals. My dad's a pastor of an awesome church. But how are we being real in our families and how is that being portrayed to our church? Authentic living in your church. Are you showing up? Are you showing up to church to show out? Are you showing up to church to get the word of God and to see how you can be a minister today? Guys, we all have issues. Raise your hand if you've ever had an issue. If you ain't if you ain't raising your hand, you're a liar. Okay? We all got issues. Man, I've had like ten issues just this morning. All right? I know you guys can feel me there. We are a church. We're the gospel, or we are the church of Jesus Christ. Guys, we are not in this alone. Why would you come to church and hide, hide behind, you know, your your pain? We all have pain. We all have hurt. We all have issues in our lives. Guys, we are all here for each other. That is one of the things that really brought me 
to River Hills. I'm not joking. Chip is one of the most real pastors I have ever met, okay? And my dad was a pastor most of my life. I've seen a lot of pastors, okay? The fact that if Chip's not having a good day, to tell you he's not having a good day, that's weird for me, man. That was weird the first couple weeks I was here. I met I met a, a, a couple new people, and I was asking them, how's your week been? Man, it's been the worst week of my life. Can we say that in church? You know, I don't. I didn't know that was. You know, I didn't know that was okay. But that's what it needs to be. We're a community. We're in this together, and we need to be authentic that way. And then finally, in our community, how are you being authentic as a Christian in your community? When you're on the road, are you are you flipping someone the bird while you're listening to 104.7 The Fish? You know what I'm saying? You feel me there? <laughs> don't po- please don't point to anybody. I don't want I don't want anybody called out because that would be funny. That would be way too funny. Are you guys being authentic in your faith? I I, I don't flip anyone the bird on 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 the road, but man, I get I can get upset with dumb drivers, man. And I'm a dumb driver myself. But how are we showing the love of Jesus in our life? In our community. Just think about that. When you're in the grocery, there's there's one more one more of that item that you really wanted. You're eyeing it. You've seen it on the movies. Someone else is eyeing it. It's just the one. It's the one, last one left. You guys are like starting to race and you like beat each other up. It's fantastic, right? No, that's not that's not being authentic. We need to be authentic as Christians. How did Jesus live? There were times where Jesus was very, very real. Okay? And Jesus was perfect. He had, he had every right to have righteous anger. Dude made whips and beat the tar out of the money changers in the temple. <laughs> That's a good reality show if you ask me, you know what I'm saying? Like, that would make headlines pretty quickly, Okay? He was, he was real. He was passionate. He was also perfect. I'm not saying that you need to make whips and beat the tar out of somebody. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying that Jesus, Jesus didn't have a facade. He didn't need one. He was God. He was God. I want to show you guys a couple of apps here that we've got that are really going to help you. Uh, we'll start in, the indiv- in your individual life. We have what's called X3 Watch. Now, um, pornography is a big issue. It is a multi-trillion dollar industry. It is the number one industry in the entire world. And that is disgusting. That is disgusting. But I'm not dumb enough to think that there are people in this room that don't struggle with it. I want to offer you this free app. It's called X3Watch. I've actually used this before. It helped me a lot. Way back in high school. What this what this does is you download this free app. You can link three accountability partners to this account. It makes a list of every website you go to through the entire day. Doesn't matter where you go on your phone, it makes a list. 
And at the end of the day, you set the time, and it sends that list of those three accountability partners. They can look at everything you've seen. How awkward is that? But that's awesome. That's accountability. That's what it's supposed to be. X3 watch. If you struggle with looking at the wrong thing, I mean, it could be even, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, pornography. It could be something like being on Facebook too much. You know what I'm saying? It'll tell you the amount of time that you're on that program, and you can have accountability partners like, hey, you need to get off Facebook. What are you doing on Facebook 26 hours a day? There's only 24 hours in a day. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? X3 Watch. It's a good one for your individual lives to get that right, right back on track. The next one is called Once a Day. It's a devotional app. There's hundreds of devotional apps out there. But this is a really good one that I found. And it's got all sorts of different plans. It's a lot like you version, except for it doesn't have all the Bibles linked to it. It's just an app specifically designed for daily devotions. 15, 20 minutes every morning, you know, afternoon, night, whenever you like doing your devotions. It's a really good guide. Gives you application. Gives you verses to study. Gives you cross-reference verses. It's great. That's a good one for your individual lives. Now, this, is, this next one is going to apply to your family, your individual family. It's called Every Dollar. Now, if you guys have any um, uh, mobile banking apps, raise your hand if you use mobile banking apps. Man, I love my Bank of America app. It actually has something very similar to this on it, but if you have a bank that doesn't have an app with this on it, what it does is it can link to all of your bank accounts, including your credit cards, debt, everything. It can link to it. Not only will it show you what you're spending every single month, it'll show you a pie chart, how much you're spending on each different item every single month, and then it will give you tips on how to become debt-free. It'll give you tips on how to better budget your money, and it'll allow you to set goals for yourself that down the road, say, you know, my 1999 Ford F-150 is on its last leg, It'll allow me to set goals to save up to put a down payment on a new truck. Does that make sense? It's a budgeting app, and it's really going to help me. I'll tell you that right now. This next one is a really cool, um, it's a really cool resource I want to offer you guys. Those that really struggle with Instagram and social media and that, I think this is really going to help you guys. Let's show them that video real quick. Are you a Christian girl that loves taking photos of her devotions? Do you spend hours framing the perfect picture without the payoff of people noticing how spiritual you are on the internet? Introducing Christian Girl Instagram, 101 tips and tricks to get more likes on your devotional photos. Hi, I'm John Christ with Christian Girl Instagram. Do you struggle to get likes on those devotional Instagram photos? Hashtag the struggle is real. From the best-selling author of Shameless Workout Selfies comes Christian Girl Instagram. I would always get totes stressed out trying to decide which Bible verse to show. <laughs> Not anymore. Okay, you're always going to want to stay away from common verses like Jeremiah 29:11 or John 3:16. No matter what verse you choose, you always want to make sure you highlight multiple verses with multiple colors. <laughs> because after all, what's the point of having devotions if no one knows about it? I used to spend five minutes reading the Bible, then like 30 minutes trying to figure out a hashtag. Then I found Christian Girl Instagram. My book includes over a thousand hashtag suggestions like Coffee with Colossians, Bliss, Serenity, Much Needed, and of course, hashtag blessed. 
by Christian Girl Instagram today and we'll include our 31-piece package of options to put in the background of your photo. Things like a candle, a Precious Moments doll, a subscription to Relevant Magazine, kale chips, and of course, a coffee cup with a Bible verse on it. Thanks to inspiration from Christian Girl Instagram, I took down my Marilyn Monroe poster and replaced it with footprints in the sand. So clear off what's really on your desk and replace it with new products from Christian Girl Instagram. Christian Girl Instagram now includes bonus tips like if you're going to include your hand in the photo, always wear a purity ring. And if you're going to include additional reading material in the background of your photo, always avoid extremes. We don't want people to think you're too prosperity driven by maybe having some Joel Osteen, yet we don't want people to worry about your theology by having some Rob Bell or Mark Driscoll, okay? You want to stay right in the middle, maybe some Joyce Meyer, some Beth Moore would be perfect. And remember, anything leather bound is really going to pop with that Valencia Instagram filter. Christian Girl Instagram is great. My devotions are now constantly being interrupted by people liking my post. Buy now and I'll also include my additional book, Announcing Your Social Media Fast. Tips and tricks for effectively telling people you're fasting while ignoring all of Jesus' teachings about telling people you're fasting. Christian Girl Instagram can be yours today. This book and so much more available to you all for the cost of less than a pair of yoga pants. I don't always do devotions, but when I do, I Instagram it. We're so... Uh, that's jacked up, y'all. <laughs> I don't even think that's a real product, but that's really funny. Um, how many of you guys have an Instagram out there? Okay, well, a good bit of you. I don't. I don't have no idea how to work that dumb thing. So um, I've got a Facebook. Um, there's Twitter. There's Instagram. There's all sorts of different social media facets out there. That's another way that is very, very important that we are authentic in, okay? Uh, and this app really helps it's called the My Social Sitter app. Now, um, what it is is you you can download the free app on your phone, but it's an actual program that you can um, you can sign up for on your desktop, and you can set all of these filters. You can set all your settings. The way it works is it is a filter algorithm um, um, software. So basically, any you can link all of your social media accounts to it, and whenever you make a post. It will, it will go through all of these filters that you set. And if any of these filters, like say you wanted a filter on there that said, I don't want any post to sound angry, I don't want any post to, you know, threaten death or anything. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm being extreme, but there's all sorts of different filters you can put on there. And it's basically, it's mostly meant for uh, parents with teenagers that have uh, self smartphones and whatnot. But if you really lack self-control, I suppose you can get it for yourself. Um, what it does is whenever you post a message on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, whatever, it's going to go through these filters. And if it goes against one of these filters that you set up, it's going to bounce back. It's not going to post. And if it goes through, it'll put it, it'll immediately post it right on there. So what it does is not only does it help you stay accountable or your child account excuse me, accountable to what you're posting, but it, it saves your reputation in doing so. There's nothing wrong with being angry when you're angry, the whole be angry and sin not whole thing, you know what I'm saying? So let's be smart about what we're doing, but it also protects you from any uh, social media hacks. So if someone hacks your social media, 
try to put something dumb on there, it immediately kicks it back. No one sees it. So it's it, it's it's a uh, it's a double-edged sword there. So it's really cool. Um, so here's what I want to do. These are the apps that I offer for free today. If you guys have any extra questions about them, I've done a little bit of su studying on them. I could try and explain those to you. Um, I hope these are really helpful in your walk with Christ. Um, but I want to pray for you guys. Let the band come back up. And um, I hope to be able to talk to you guys after the sermon. God, we love you so much, and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the privilege to worship you tonight. Today, God, I, 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 pray, that, um, I pray that the hearts of this congregation were opened, and they, they took something that I said, and they put it, they put it in here, and they, they allowed it to permeate their lives. God, I pray that you would allow us to really try hard at being authentic in our lives. Whether that's individual in our families, in our church, or in our community, God, it's so important that we, we walk as Jesus did. And since we are image bearers of Christ, God, I know you've given us the power to do it. God, I love you, and I thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die so that every day we can make that conscious decision to be resurrected by you so that we can live for your name and your glory, God. We love you, and we thank you for your precious son's name.